and engine cowlings, scouring the mud to reveal the faded khaki drab beneath. Yet by dawn, the Dakota had ceased forever to be part of the ecology of the pond. It had regained its shape as an intruder, squatting in a shallow pool surrounded by mudflats. No going back now. John Steerforth, loving son, not-so-loving husband, sometime hero, sometime villain, had surfaced at long last. A man who had left the footprints of trouble behind him, and time had just not quite succeeded in obliterating them. A few more years, and his reappearance wouldn't have mattered. A natural statute of limitations would have neutralized him forever. But now, he was waiting for the unwitting causes of his resurrection. Audley saw them lumping up the track beside the muddy scar of the natural gas pipeline, the track which their machines had gouged across the lower edge of the lake with such disastrous results. Sour-stomached after a weekend's drinking, the sons and natural sons of a long line of canal-cutting, railway-laying, tunnel-digging Irishmen. First they saw the flooded pipe trench, some stolidly, some gleefully, only the foreman aghast, and then one of them looked up the valley. Audley's vision always faded at that precise point, where the official records began, first the navvies, then the police. After the police, in a welter of garbled air disaster messages, an ambulance which would have been too late almost a quarter of a century earlier. Then, in the exhaust of the ambulance, the first journalist had arrived exulting in a fine, offbeat story which had broken in time for the midday editions. And last of all, an RAF crash crew, baffled at finding a plane they hadn't lost. It was the RAF who eventually stirred the dusty files and set them on the move towards Audley. But it was the journalists who first introduced him to Steerforth. In the Times, the introduction was brief and formal. Wartime RAF, wreck is discovered. With more panache, however, the Daily Mirror splashed, One of our aircraft is found, above a superb photograph. Both introductions were incomplete, for the first facts were vague. It was, as yet, simply an echo of a supposedly wartime tragedy, with names withheld. But it was the picture, and not the text, that stirred Audley's imagination in any case. It reminded him of another picture he had seen years before, of the barnacle-covered bones of a Lancaster bomber, which had appeared briefly on a North Sea sandbank during an exceptionally low tide. The Dakota in the lake shared the same atmosphere of loneliness and loss, which not even the self-conscious airmen in gumboots posed beside it could altogether dissolve. But where Audley had looked and read, and then had turned to another page, There were others who had read between the lines. Painstaking, unimaginative men, chosen for their retentive memories, whose job it was never to forget names and faces. Steerforth and his Dakota had been on their lists as long as any of them could remember, unremarked, until tracked down at long last. Even then, it was not their business to ask questions. To take the appropriate action had always been the limit of their satisfaction. Yet that, in the end, was enough to make Steerforth's resurrection certain, and to set Audley's phone ringing before dawn just one week later.
As a child, Audley had feared and hated the telephone bell. At the first ring he was off like a jackrabbit in search of cover, desperate to avoid being sent to answer it. When cornered, he was always too nervous to listen properly, but stood sweating and tongue-tied until the exasperated caller rang off. Is the boy deaf or just plain stupid? he remembered his father ask rhetorically. Long since he had taken the measure of the beast, but his hatred remained. He would not have it beside his bed, and even the department now accepted that no one should phone him at home except in the direst emergency. That knowledge, and the looseness of his pyjama cord, filled his half-awake mind as he shuffled unhappily through the house, fumbling, blinking, and grunting as he switched on each light in turn. Only in the direst emergency.